This is a wild conversation. Hi, I'm Callum, a keeper at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And I'm Ashley Wysick, also a keeper at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. And today on our wild conversation, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's really cool about being a zookeeper is that in our job description, it literally says we need you to be a wingman or a matchmaker. <laughs> I, does it? I, I mean, did not read that. <laughs> I need to look back at my... Uh, job description excuse you i mean it doesn't say that directly it says <laughs> must be willing to take part in husbandry techniques that will better um bring better success rates to our species survival programs i still can't but. remember that being in the job <laughs> description but maybe it's just been so long since i read my job description <laughs> i need to go back <laughs> so we need to make sure that we uh do the research and that we put uh into enclosures um, or provide uh, proper nutrition to allow our species to have uh, better reproductive rates for certain species that we need to improve the size of the captive breeding population, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, it's related to our, a lot of relation to our SSP programs, right? Mm. Mm. And I know most of our SSP animals that we have actively are on your route. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. So this is going to be more down your direction. <laughs> We've got, what, the red pandas, the scimitar horned oryx, the yep. adax. These are all your go- your animals, Cal. D- definitely. I know. <laughs> I know. I was just, I was waiting for you to set me up for that. <laughs> really? Really? You're, I didn't you're know. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Boosting your ego. <laughs> yeah. We're really hoping for some luck this year with the red pandas. Um, we're really happy with our oryx population because although they're extinct in the wild, there is a large captive breeding program going across many different zoos, um, which is keeping the population um, genetically viable and hopefully when their habitat is maintained properly or they have the proper sanctuary or habitat, we can release them back into the wild. Well, and I heard with the scimitar horned oryx, and I can't remember if I'm completely accurate on this because it's been a while, that they actually did release a captive population into the wild in 2017. Mm. And you can't change the status from being extinct in the wild until i think it's like five or six years later you have to find that the numbers are actually improving that they're actually doing successfully so sometime this year or next year um we should find out if they become critically endangered which doesn't sound exciting (laughs) but when you were extinct in the wild and you get moved up to critically endangered it's very exciting yeah it's it's funny right it's like i i I got 20 percent in my test but last week i got five (laughs) percent there is an improvement yeah so it's very very exciting and apart from um making sure that we do our own research to support our animals and our captive breeding programs um i think sometimes you can also get great dating uh, advice from <laughs> seeing how animals attract mates in uh, in the wild, for example. You just see how, how much effort the other animals put into stuff. You're like, oh, I should put in at least half that much effort. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I'll have a little bit more success. Don't, don't do what deer do when they basically, you know, work themselves almost to death. Oh, I mean, fighting each other? Male, male oh. deer will often, like, they will zap their energy so bad they can't make it through the winter. Oh my uh, gosh. That is not good advice. No, don't <laughs> um, don't follow them. Maybe maybe like the peacocks, you know, just make yourself look real fancy, look real impressive, do a little dance, you know? Definitely. As oh. as thinking actually. So sometimes it's hard to come up with ideas for Valentine's Day as to what to do. And we could actually look 
through certain nitpicked um, ways that animals attract their mates and try and transcribe that into something that people could do, right? So well, like you if, said with a peacock. Yeah, if my boyfriend comes at me with a giant green fan and starts screaming and dancing <laughs> in my direction, I don't know how that's going to get received. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, a little bit of imagination. <laughs> so hear me out. So like, okay. instead of like okay. having a massive fan or something like that, dress up, get in a suit and go out to Look have fancy. a... Exactly. Oh. Like that, right? Oh, there you go. My boyfriend better be listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got some ideas here. <laughs> Brainstorming. I'm uh, hoping that we can come up with a few ideas. So that's a good one. You could dress up. You know, another animal that we don't often think of for romance, right, is crocodilians, right? Okay. Um, so sometimes during um, uh, courtship, the male crocodile will go underneath the female crocodile and blow bubbles underneath her chin right oh right you don't think of an animal as big powerful and you don't think you know is that like romantic, massaging her i guess because <laughs> i could i massages are fantastic <laughs> that is a great suggestion well that's a good one yeah. and and like they've got special sensors on their jaws that allow them to detect fishes or movement in the water so this kind of thing might send messages right yeah um, letting them know he's interested in uh, in the area <laughs> it could be a spa day oh right there, yeah spa there you go. day or if you're you know more on a budget and you can't go to a hot springs or a spa you could just get some bath bombs you know maybe light some scented candles run a hot bath play some you know good relaxing music it always sounds like a always sounds like a good good idea yeah a nice think... warm bath bubble bath just 100% recommend <laughs> buy a bottle of bubble bath, put the entire bottle of bubble bath and have bubbles for days. <laughs> that that the, might be a The disaster. bubbles are the relaxing part. We need more bubbles. <laughs> Here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo, we would like to remind you to use bubble bath in moderation. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was not a part of that. <laughs> we actually, that is funny because I have actually given bubble bath to a couple of my animals before really yeah we had a bubble bath thing and i would take a bunch of like those big foamy bu bubbles and put them out in the yard for like some of my big cats and they come over and just like smack it like what the heck is this it's enrichment something they're not used to my cheetah would not go anywhere near it she was like i don't know what that is but i am i'm not touching that i'm gonna walk around it <laughs> i had no idea you did that for enrichment that's yeah awesome. in the in the uh small enrichment room there's a bubble bath on one of the on one of the shelves. You'll have to check it out. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how my animals are going to react to it. But yeah. uh, hey, it's always worth finding out, right? Yeah, it's fun. There are lots of little different things you can do. And it's it's the uh, it's the like the children's bubble bath stuff. You know, the stuff that's like if it gets in your eyes, you're totally safe. It's like the really crappy bubble bath. Oh, I've trusted too many no tears shampoo bottles and still had tears so. <laughs> i mean i just always have tears i'm crying right now because i'm <laughs> laughing every time i laugh i cry so hmm. yeah any other uh ways that an animal might attract a mate that you think we could transcribe to uh dating ideas here uh, for valentine's day um one of the ones i know is certain birds of prey one of the ways that they will uh flirt with each other is they'll actually bring each other food and feed each other so mm. you know just which breakfast in bed you good know one, good yeah one. yeah there you go 
that's a good connection right there um, i'm trying to think of other things i mean that's also kind of like what some do some spiders do that where they bring a food source to a female or or whatnot I that mean, sounds it, familiar but i'm not incredibly well versed on arachnids i don't know if they bring it or they wait until the female is feeding because the female will sometimes eat the male to put pressure <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, so. Ooh. Ooh, that is that is a rough dating life right there yeah just never say to a spider the worst she can say is no <laughs> uh, 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 she could. they can go a lot worse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of all of some of the other ones. Um, yeah, because, well, I mean, with most big cats, it's violence. Yeah, I so will say do not do what uh, lions do. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe don't uh, follow the carnivore route of things because it's just a lot of aggression and violence. And look how big I am. <laughs> yeah, don't do what lions do. One, of the, go to jail. one of the interesting things, actually, is that um, as lions get uh older and um they'll get like bigger and darker manes their manes will actually get darker as they get older which is kind of the opposite of us because our hair tends to go gray as we get older but the bigger darker fuller mane they've found is actually more attractive to females because it shows that you've survived more seasons which is kind of interesting. Mm, okay, so maybe yeah. maybe that's advice, like guys, maybe. Which makes me wonder if in Lion King, if uh, Scar was actually more attractive Ooh. than Mufasa. Oh, these, are, these are the real questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard that, so maybe that's like maybe maybe it's this year is the year that you're going to grow your beard out, right? For guys, right? <laughs> there you go. Maybe yeah. it's it's your mane. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> Protect your neck from injuries. Too. Yes. Oh. If you're applying that to lines. Use lots of conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking of one. Oh, all right. Some animals migrate to find a mate. Okay. So maybe um, if you have someone, go take on a, a trip together. <laughs> if you don't have someone. Take a vacation. Take a vacation. If you have someone, take a vacation. If you don't have someone, take a vacation. Basically, what we're trying to say is take a vacation. You deserve a vacation vacation <laughs> exactly and even though and i mean i mean with the pandemic you can still just yeah check out our own home province here oh absolutely know? this place is to check out right oh that's a good idea vancouver island you know um or need, harrison hot springs i need to go somewhere interesting for my vacation this year <laughs> I mean, mm, this is really getting my clock or whatever gears turning i don't know because, I mean, I know, like, humpback whales, they migrate um, to warmer waters, right? To okay. find um, a mate. Um, Where conditions are more favorable. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Who wouldn't want to go to Hawaii to, <laughs> to meet a love interest, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> Why anytime? Well, and even, like, just there's so much... I don't know, arm flailing world out there, you know, even just mm. in BC, like I have lived in BC my entire life and I have seen less than 10% of it, you know, and that's being very, very generous. You know, there's all sorts of various things in your area that maybe you don't think about. You got to just, I don't know, sit down and look at, look at your province or your area, your community, your country like a tourist, you know, 
Yeah. Which we kind of sometimes forget to do. I can also relate to the, the migration thing because I met my girlfriend in Thailand, you know? Yeah. Uh, what were the chances that I'd run into a Canadian in Thailand and end up following her back to Canada, you know? So um, I could say that I went on a migration and found, found, uh, found my partner. Yeah, you're following all those animals. Uh, great advice and you didn't even know it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, humpback whales. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of any animals on my route who have really great... No, it's just like uh, carnivore. Everyone's just filled with violence. Bears, wolves. It's competition. It's fighting, which I don't think is great for Valentine's Day for us. Probably not. I will say definitely. Let's not start fights for Valentine's Day. (laughs) I don't want to be responsible for that. uh, Yeah, definitely disclaimer. We are definitely nitpicking the the more um, pleasant of the ways that animals might attract a mate, for example. (laughs) Um, But wolves don't know how to attract a mate, do they? Out of curiosity? I don't know that part. Or to find one. Or is it scent-based? I know that mostly with howling, it's communicating over far distances. I can't remember in relation to finding a mate and mating. I mean, here at the zoo, our our wolves really only howl when a ambulance goes by. Right, <laughs> they're the same as my dog at home. They hear an ambulance, and they're like, "What is that? I must answer to it." Hmm. it must trigger something, or must have yeah. the right sound. Or it's just like that that pitch that's just like, "I must." Uh, I know birds um, sing. Uh, and attract to make that way. Oh my gosh. Um, One of my favorites is the birds of paradise. Yeah. Like when they do those really ridiculous dances. Oh my gosh. I had to do a project on that in university and they are so funny. They like pull their wings out and they do like this, make like this weird shape with their, and then they um like do some weird hopping dance back and forth trying to impress. And one of the, the video I was watching, the male bird was like, pouncing borderline at like throwing himself at her face and i was just like whoa <laughs> if a guy was doing that to me i'd be like buddy that's intense. and i think one of the funniest ones i saw was this one bird was doing this funny dance and had himself upside down like doing this dance with this female bird and i guess it just wasn't impressing her and she like flew off and the male bird like stopped and just like like squawked once like and in my brain he was going like what like put all this effort and you just fly away <laughs> i remember watching that video a long time ago and i was like crying laughing it's Poor so guy. ridiculous not only did he get rejected but it was recorded on video that is <laughs> oh my gosh uh he probably i don't know i don't know how often he's on the internet he probably doesn't know have you seen like um uh those bower birds Oh, the ones that make like the big impressive nests and they collect like colors. Yes. That is, yes. And they're like super into like the color blue. Mm-hmm. I have totally seen those. They're so funny. And they like collect like um, plastic straws or like bottle caps because they're colorful and like decorate their nests with them. I've seen that. Yeah. I hear too. Even though if they use litter as decoration, as a superstition to the local communities um, where they're often found, you can't take anything from their nest because if you do that, apparently it affects the weather. Oh. That's a superstition. So even if they've got bottle caps, garbage, you can't clear that up. You can't take anything because there's a superstition apparently. Interesting. 
I yeah. also have to confess, I knew a guy at university who I thought copied the Bowerbirds uh, technique of attracting a mate really well. Um, Tell me more. So he would um, put highlighter uh, pens in highlighter fluid and he had black lights set up and he'd decorate it around his room. Um, oh my gosh. And around the house and stuff. Um, and that would be, you know, the, 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 thing that would be oh hey check out the black lights or something like that you know well you want to see my highlighter room <laughs> i've watched too much i'm like dude that's that's a bowerbird move right there <laughs> did you get that from national geographic or did you independently come up with it yeah we're just all coming to the same conclusions you just don't realize <laughs> that's awesome right um i used to dye uh my hair a lot i've recently gotten very natural but Sometimes I'd go uh, with my friends to like laser tag and some, some of the hair dyes, you would just be like fluorescent. Like, oh, great. Now and everyone's going to be able to see me when we're playing. I definitely stand out. <laughs> well, that's a good one too. Cause there's some animals that use um, bioluminescence. Um, I've never heard of it for attracting a mate though. Um, but yeah, um, but for some sorts of communication, yeah yeah like or certain lights that you can only see with certain um what's it uv light some animals can see certain yeah. degrees of it um like so that could be like f for the human perspective like i don't know uh messaging or a secret code between you and your partner <laughs> that'd be kind of cute you know that's that's that would be super cute definitely and i mean valentine's day is about the couples but we should also talk about some animals that don't, right? For yeah. example, uh, couple up. I mean, like, um, have you heard what a problem they've had with female Komodo dragons in captivity regarding breeding? I have not. So Tell me. They can actually asexually reproduce. What? Even if they're in an enclosure with a male. If they just don't like them, they're like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> that, like, did she go? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not changing a perfect thing right now. I'm going to, I'm going to keep this the way it is. <laughs> she produces, I think the offspring come out as clones of the parent. Oh, really? Um, wow. because it's asexual reproduction. That's really cool though. Um, and She's like, I'm just so perfect. <laughs> I can't risk you ruining this. No idea what we have no idea what they pick up on or what they don't pick up on that makes them decide if they decide to do it. And wasn't there a species of critically endangered raptor bird that did that? Really? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, there's totally. I can't remember. There was like this critically endangered bird and they had two individuals that were produced by asexual reproduction. Hmm. Like they were completely gen genetically identical to their mother and I can't. We'll look it up later. For oh sure. my gosh, it's really <laughs> bugging me. It was, it was, it was huge though. Like I remember, I uh, reading about it a long time ago. Of course, it's one of those things that when you try to think really hard about it, your brain like blocks it. You're like, yep. Thanks. Okay. So you're gonna find it out in the middle of the day, well, and you're gonna shout it out to the heavens. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like yell in my hippo barn. My hippos are gonna be like, "Hey, nah, we're the ones who do the yelling in here." And it's <laughs> gonna be like, "Oh, oh, sorry, guys." <laughs> totally get that. Um, and I mean, you know, you think about it from a human perspective too, we're kind of lucky, you know, um, considering what some animals have to go through to attract a mate, um, like whether it's being eaten 
by oh the partner, gosh. or um, it's the fact that you have to travel huge distances, um, or the competition. Um, what's one thing? And and some animals, of course, it's a long time before they're even able to meet a mate, even if they are able at that age, like lions, right? What the lions um. When they leave their pride, how long do they have to spend alone before they're actually able to find a pride of their own? Well, and that completely depends on the strength and condition of whatever male they come across, right? So sometimes they can take over a pride pretty early, like when they're considered to be pretty young. Like I think male lions come into sexual maturity. Oh, gosh. I should know this. Um... But sometimes, too, brother brother lions will actually uh, take over pride. So that kind of helps them. Because if you have two against one, you're at a way better advantage to be able to take take over pride. Mm. Not to mention, uh, yeah, I think it's about two. Yeah, two, two years old and like, I just looked it up right now. Two years and two months is around the average. So they're two and a bit, which seems pretty young to us. But... Lion lifespan is a lot shorter than ours. Right. In captivity, uh, lions and tigers can live to be 16, 17 on average. But in the wild, lions live an average of seven to eight years. Their lives are so violent. You know, taking, They always have to be defending, taking over pride. Uh, a male lion in the wild reaching double digits, it's pretty remarkable. Mm. It does happen, but it's not very common i can imagine that would be tough but hey yeah. that's actually a good advice for someone that may be spending valentine's alone meet up with your mates yeah uh, meet up with your bro yeah um go and, out and just have fun and i think you know if you're spending a lot of time single and you're not you're having trouble finding that perfect person you know there's no point in pushing it maybe you just need to travel to thailand <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah. Do something Just for do you. Do stuff for you and you'll find some... If you're doing the things that you enjoy, you're more likely to uh, find or meet someone who enjoys those same things, you know? You're going to make a better, deeper connection. Like uh, I met my partner here at the zoo. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, so uh, d- uh, my boyfriend used to be one of the falconers that did the Birds of Prey show here. Mm-hmm. They aren't here anymore. They're uh, contract ended and they've gone back to their original facility but me and him are very close and we have a lot of the same interests you know mostly in animals and he really introduced me to the beautiful amazing world of birds and uh i like to remind him how impressive i am that my job is way more dangerous than his <laughs> <laughs> it's always a little bit of a competition in our house totally fair i get yeah. that and you have the same interests it's it's yeah. easy to compete yeah Oh, and it's so, it's nice to be able to talk about things because I've had a few partners over the years. And it's nice to be able to talk about things and have someone who 100% understands, you know, because he's just as obsessed about animals as I am. That sometimes when I go on like my crazy animal rants, I don't have the like, okay, cool. I'm going to go over here now. You be yourself. He's just like, yeah, he's into it just as much as I am, you know? Yeah, I get that. And yeah, you want that back and forth, right? Yeah, you know, you can't you can't you can't force the right match. Mm. Yeah. 
sometimes it's a confidence thing too like um mm. you know how some animals like kangaroos or wallabies the males get really swollen like with <laughs> muscles um like in their swole. chest and their arms yeah swole that's the word not swollen oh sorry about that swole. <laughs> I mean. and like yeah they get really buff and i'm not saying go to the gym that will always fix problems but if you're going to the gym go for you and then by the end of it you'll probably have extra confidence and you might meet someone there especially if you're taking a class yeah right or take classes and stuff that you like, you know. Or clubs, um, like 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 uh, not go to the club. I mean, like join a club or yeah. a, a group. Um, take a painting class, or I don't know. Start going go karting if that's your thing. Like, I don't know, you know. Do do what you love. Do what you want. Definitely, and I mean, if you're into conservation, a good thing you could try is volunteering too. Yes, there's some good that's websites sure. and places you can check out. And there's so many opportunities you don't realize, you know, until you start looking, you're like, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of things I can do, a lot of things I can help with, you know? Mm. Yeah. So definitely something you can get ideas from um, how wild animals attract mates um, in nature. And there are some pretty good ideas out there as long as you're able to have the imagination to twist that into something we could do in our society. Um, and we're kind of lucky. I mean, look at red pandas. There's only three days in every year where there's that opportunity to find a mate. Oh, dang. Three days. Wow. And if you think of Valentine's Day as our, our, if you thought of that as like the time that humans have decided to attract mates, it's actually a bad time of year. Because if you were successful like animals are, that would be nine months from then, which would be November, which would be right when winter starts, which would be a terrible time to have offspring, right? Yeah, especially if you don't have central heating. Definitely. <laughs> I would also like to apologize to anyone who has a birthday in November. You now know. Actually, that's my parents, <laughs> both my parents. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Uh... <laughs> well, here at the Greater Vancouver Zoo, we want to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day. If you know of any um, ways that animals attract mates that you think would uh, be a good idea for a Valentine's date, um, please let us know. Uh, or if you have any questions at podcast at gvzoo.com i'm callum and i'm ashley wisek and this has been a A wild wild conversation. conversation